back again in the pandemic. Less than 25 days to go before we either crashing and burning or somewhat crashing and burning. <laughs> we don't really, those, those are the two options, somewhat and will be. And this is Megasheen, your place, your home, your podcast for all geeky, fun, queer things from a Black queer perspective. And I can't even say perspective. I am Victor. And I am Nick. Oh. And what's new? <laughs> well, what is new? Um, let's see, not much. Um, not much, you know, just trying to take again day after day. My biggest thrill was going to Bath and Body Works at the beach. Last Sunday, I went to Santa Monica and Bath and Body Works was open and I lost my mind. I spent about five new soaps. But then the day before, I went and bought four new uh, lotions. So let me rephrase that. Bath and Body Works was my entire weekend last week. And I went downtown LA and then to the beach to both versions. Um, there was a huge ass line to get in to Bath and Body Works. Um, and then they, they have new scents they didn't tell anybody about. Um, not online, but I saw them and I bought them. Because mm -hmm. they, they were cute, you know, whipped uh, almond vanilla and white pumpkin and chai. So, you know, I had to buy those. I couldn't smell them. I was trying to sneak and smell them, but you can't do that because they're watching. Girl. Because <laughs> you don't want to, because I've already had to take stuff back because of blind smelling. Um, so, no, but I was happy with it. So I came on back. Um, we're getting back to normal. We, we're slowly getting back. Um, there's rumors that the gyms may be back in another month. I'm like, well, you're probably going to need that after this election but that's about it what about yourself um oh uh, let's see nothing nothing really is going on over here i am debating going to taking the lsat and going to apply in a law school uh oh okay don't wait <laughs> Well, they call me Mac Shaw <laughs> <laughs> at law. Yeah, mm. attorney at law. Just a um, an idea I'm floating out there. I don't know if I want to or not. Um, just um, weighing options. You know, there's still always the option of going to get my MBA. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't know. I feel like there's something that needs to happen and I don't want to or do all of this schooling, you know, mm. and it don't pan out to something. But we'll see. I don't know. I think you should. Because I feel like with it, it just opens new doors. And right. And also puts new places on the board to move if you're still looking to move. Absolutely, I'm still looking to move. <laughs> now, you know good and damn well. So yeah, so it's, I, I it's never, I, I mean, as a person that has, I always think if I didn't get a master's degree, I wouldn't be able to do some of the jobs I've been able to do. 
So mm-hmm. I, I do recommend when people say they may go back or I'm like, go ahead because it does open doors. I've seen it. So that's why I'm like, it, it does. It takes a little bit of time, but why not? Right. Because if you got to, you know, do it while you're young enough or, or, or do it while you care enough, you want to do it. Right. That part. But other than that, you know, a whole lot of nothing. No. Well, you know, this has been a interesting week. Uh, you know, we had our well, that man, you know, caught the virus and mm-hmm. <laughs> had the audacity to get on TV and struggle. Oh. That was a mess. I'm like, who? <sighs> Don't get up there, stand up there like he's Tony uh, um, Goldwyn and stand up. Stand up there. This is the most I've ever seen anybody on the balcony of the White House. I only saw that. I was like, that's a fantasy on scandal, but apparently it's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. And he's standing up there gasping for air, about to pass out, trying to show everybody. You know, I was just like, you're gonna probably end up dying from your own your own doing by your own doing because you're trying to show out so much. And... At first I wanted him to die and like I still want him to die. <laughs> However, I want him to go to prison first. Yes. I want him to I want him to suffer. I want him to go through it all. Right. Because it's just and I think that's why um I don't know. I think I, we'll probably go ahead and segue into this. Like he's, um, there was a theory, like he, the reason he's packing, he's been packing the courts, you know, um, ever since they got in office because he knows he's going to lose mm-hmm. next month. So in order to kind of safeguard him from going to prison, then he's going to, you know, pack these courts and they're not going to rule in his favor or they're going to rule in his favor whenever these suits, these lawsuits do come around to get him. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, and it's almost not guaranteed they, you know, they would, you know, do what he wants for so far, even the ones he's put in the in the White House, I mean, in the White House, in the Supreme Court, they have kind of done things that wouldn't, that hasn't been completely, you know, conservative. So who knows right. what, what would happen? And I know they've been trying to make a big deal about if Biden will, you know, change the court. So I'm like, well, if he does, so what? You know, like if he does, so what? He's look at what y'all been doing. What's the difference than what y'all was doing and everything else? But I don't know. Yeah, it's, I guess that we're already kind of talking about this, but let's go ahead and kind of jump into Aunt May's tea stuff because it, it some of it is a little political. And this past week, we had the vice president debate, um, which it was predictable how it was going to go down. But, you know, I kind of thought that maybe Pence would be better. Because if you ever watch him debate, he's really bad at it like he's not good at it at all um 
And so, and I was thinking, well, you're going against a former prosecutor, somebody who's good at this. I hope you come at it. And you know, here come Kamala, <laughs> just grinning, coming on. Hey, everybody, how y'all doing? <laughs> and man, how she was coming out, like, hey, y'all doing? Oh, I was so busy today. What we doing? And then the first thing she comes out with was, this has been a disaster. They are a disaster. They are the worst administration. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, she's coming out letting you know that she's not playing today. <laughs> so that was I mean, good. we knew uh, <laughs> Pence didn't, like the only other person he had to debate was uh, Kane last year. Well, last uh, election cycle, and Kane wasn't. He Kane is not on the level of Kamala, Kamala. So there's that, and then there's this whole notion that it was such a a different the uh, presidential debate that should show. So it was people were going to assume that, oh, since Pence can form complete and coherent sentences, <laughs> then this was going to be somehow a uh, a more decent or norm- normal yeah. uh, debate. And uh, Pence is, I always felt that Pence is more dangerous than Trump. Because Trump will, you know, he'll be loud and boisterous and all of that jazz. But Pence, he's almost like those, um, okay, this is going to be a a really specific reference. Do you remember, have you ever seen Under Siege 2, Dark Territory? Parts of it. Okay, there's this scene in it where the bad guys, one of the bad girls, uh, well, one of the villains, they have these two people up in a helicopter and they're throwing them off. Basically, they're killing them. Mm-hmm. And she's saying to the uh, the woman that she's about to kill, she's like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And she just throws her off. <laughs> That's the kind of idea I think Pence is. He's the whole, oh, I'm here with you while he's stabbing you in the front and kind of doing it slowly versus somebody like, Trump will be crazy with it as far as stabbing you and you'll know you're dying. And I, th- I know that's a, a weird ass analogy, but <laughs> no, it, it, it makes sense to me. No, it makes sense. Pence is somebody you have to, you don't really know what's in his head. Like with Trump, you know he's crazy. So mm-hmm. you know that. Pence is like a serial killer. He looks like one, grins like one, he just, he's just, he looks evil. He just looks evil. Um, and I enjoyed the debate because I knew she was going to come out swinging, but it was one of the lines that will always stick with me was he was like, we've always been honest with American people. And she turned around and said, being honest with American people means you're told the truth. I was like, right. It's like, okay, she, you're not ready. I was like, you're not ready, Pence. And then I was thinking if she was the presidential nominee, she would have probably been laughing and looking at um, Trump like, "Okay, you're crazy. You really are." <laughs> right. There was um, there was a lot of good moments. There was one uh, moment where, um, actually, 
too that stood out for me. Like she was talking, uh, uh, Kamala was saying something and then Pence had acted like he was about to interrupt her and she gave him a look. It was um, it was one of those many black mama looks like, boy, I am, this is grown folks uh, conversation and I need you to go, get back to the Fisher-Price uh, table. <laughs> Um, and then there was the uh, the whole uh, notion of uh, packing the courts where uh, Pence was like, oh, he got all trying to get all indignant with uh, with her saying, oh, you guys wouldn't say that you would uh, you would or wouldn't pack the, uh, the Supreme Court. And I'm saying, OK, all of these judges at the federal levels that you have ran through confirmation like over 200 mm. judges and you saying oh they're going to pack this, the supreme court and you're just trying to do this right now with a uh, uh crackhead hey, barrett whoever her name is <laughs> yeah corny barrett yeah we have this next uh, starting tuesday so it's yeah confirmation hearings which I'm like, I don't know. I said, okay, but even if they got her through and if Biden then win, if they opened up the courts, they opened up the courts. It is what it is. Um, you know, this is the hand you lay. Because, you know, if they would play fair, who knows? But you don't play fair. But uh, I, I did like when, when Pence thought he was saying something at her, like he was saying, like, you can tell the, something about, but this is not, but not your own truth or something. He was trying to say something and thought it was profound. But I was mad at her for being like, oh, that was good. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like, you're not gonna get this woman. She's like, oh, that is good. And I love when she was like doing, you know, I'm speaking. Right. And he's not that lion hearted person. So uh, that's why I was like, dude, this is, she's a shark and she's gonna come at you. She was throwing stuff at him. Like, let's do a history lesson. You know, let's talk about what we're supposed to have done. And she right. said, that's not true. Every time you kept saying something like, well, that's not true. The only thing I wish she didn't, and I feel like I'm I'm not holding him. I don't think this is going to actually be, I think they're going to reverse this belief, but I don't like that whole, the fracking thing. I was like, okay, uh, right. let's change that. Hopefully that's something that you do change. I'm like, let's do hold them accountable for that. Um, but I saw a lot of RuPaul uh, references out. Right. <laughs> the hoes went after, the, well, the girls went after RuPaul. I'm like, it doesn't take much for y'all to trigger. I mean, I RuPaul, it does not take much. She, she honestly deserves it anyway. So, yeah, that I saw a whole bunch of those. But, you know, you know, I was happy for Kamala. Um, I love when you know, they looked at the, the, the polls, they was like, she won by huge margins. And Not like over 30 points. Yep. And then I was okay. like, I'm mad because on Fox, she even beat you, of course. And I know it must be frustrating for that administration to look at Fox because Fox ain't been doing nothing but saying, uh, Trump, uh, sir, you're, you're, you're kind of losing here. Um, uh-huh. They report nothing else. They make stuff up. Well, they, well, they will. But I was sitting there like, it is what it is. Um, and I really hope. I have, a, like I keep saying, I really think he's going to lose. I, I, and you know, a lot of us have already voted. I voted last week and, you know, it, it, it does look good. Um, 
he's losing women, but but you still can't put nothing past white women. So, right. And I think the these past two debates, they really didn't do anything to shift voters from one candidate to another. Mm-hmm. Like people's mind had already been made up even prior to the presidential election. I mean, the presidential debate. Yeah. So, you know, these other debates, if they have them, which I think the second uh, president debate was canceled because <laughs> uh, Trump is a petri fucking dish. Yeah. Um, I think ev- everybody has already made up their mind who they're going to vote for. And I don't know why these fucking undecided voters are still undecided. Like if you are this undecided now after everything that has gone, has transpired in these past years, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And don't tell, don't ask people, oh, can you give me a reason to vote for Biden? I'm like, you know, at this point, (laughs) if you need a reason to vote for him versus a reason to vote, like I can't help you there. Yeah. Like the evidence is already there. If you are not going to pay attention to that evidence, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. It, that is ridiculous. I was watching something with some, it was a black gay guy on CNN saying that he still, he still needs to see more from Biden. I'm like, girl, you know, we the first. If something goes completely haywire, we're going to be the first. So you need to, I don't know what you've been doing. I don't know how much whiteness you're caught up in. <laughs> but I was sitting there like this. Right. But you know, it, it's, you know, I don't, I never have understood the undecided voter. I think I could see it. Only time I could ever see somebody being a little back and forth is Romney and Obama. Because if you look back at that one, it wasn't like a huge gap in between them, even though Obama won by a lot. But mm-hmm. at that point, it just felt like, I can, you know, this could be close because Romney is one of those, one of the last ones who can. He's one of those, one of those Republicans that, oh, he looks good, mm-hmm. but he's still a piece of shit. Yeah. But he could fool you versus what we got right now. Like, this is very polarizing. Right. So, we'll see, you know. Um, uh, I'm going to wear my little. Biden and Harris sweatshirt, the one, the Barbie one that everybody's slowly trying to get. Um, it's really cute, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear that one. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. It's less than, what, 25 days. It's less than 25 days, and it's you like know, two weeks, go. Almost two, two, almost two and a half weeks, yeah. Wow. A part of me wants to just, I don't know, I, I wanna be, it, you know, in the, uh, what do you call them, the results and whatever, but I don't know if I have enough liquor in the house for that. Because <laughs> my God, yeah, it's going to be one of those nights. It is, and I'm already, because I remember 2016, and while we were at CrossFit, almost two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Because we didn't want to go home. Because it was like, oh God, it was like he was just picking them up. I was like, I don't even want to hear it. To, this, to the point that I had to like I couldn't even sleep and I only felt like that way back in 2000 because that one was a crazy one but I remember 2008 that happened fast because it was like 
Oh, yeah. That happened really and I was like, I think it was like around eight o'clock or something. We were, people were still out and Crenshaw was blowing up and everything was big, was big. And then the last, and then 2012, that was quick too. Cause I was still at work. And the next thing you know, I was like, well, damn, he, I ain't even got home. He's about to win. So, okay, I guess. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this goes. Um, I'm just ready for it to be over with. I'm tired of white people. And... <laughs> Yeah. True. And I don't I don't want people to get this notion that if Biden wins that November 4th everything is going to go back to normal or some kind of normality because he can still very much fuck up shit even further before the 21st of January. So it's just there's a lot of things that might happen after a winner is declared. And that can be either that day or two weeks from that day or a month. Um, and then you have all of these, you know, these proud boys and whatnots uh, saying that they're gonna do God knows what, even hell, they fucking tried to do, kidnap the Democratic governor from a Michigan. I'm like, what kind of, Olympus has fallen as bullshit is this all over over the fact that she wants you to stay home and be safe this is what y'all gonna risk your entire lives for now y'all hoes are on tv everybody knows who you are your kids gonna grow up being like my daddy is a, a damn boy. a piece of shit <laughs> these kids I, I i'm just like they and it got caught. That's what's so funny. I'm like, y'all gonna kidnap her because she says stay at home. I'm right. That's so no one else. It's so, stupid. I'm like, goodness, white terrorism, white people. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Girl, well, I don't know either. Well, let's just move on into some other stuff. So if y'all been watching The Boys, it ended this week. Um, season two was a lot gorier, bloodier. Just, it just kind of made superheroes look like the ultimate jerks. It's, um, this was a good season. I, I enjoyed this season. There was a lot of in-depth um, situations that were happening with the characters, but my God, it's, it just flips. It's like the opposite of Marvel. It's like the dark world of Marvel when you look at what they were dealing with. But this last episode was really good. I don't want to spoil it, but it's really good. But, you know, this they actually did really well with the whole Nazi issue. Because in the past, you know, comics have always tried to integrate the Nazis in some form or fashion, whether it was Hitler and, and uh the Red Skull and what they did with they put half of Xavier's brain into the Red Skull and Captain America was a Nazi and all that stuff that went down. Uh, but they actually did a good job with it, with Stormfront. So if y'all haven't seen it, um, you know, take the time, look at this season. This was a very gory season. But, you know, I thought it was well worth it. it did. I haven't seen it yet. Um, I know I need to, especially the third season since uh, Jensen uh, Echoes is supposed to be um, have a a role in it. Which 
who knows? This is going to be interesting because he, you know, at one point he was almost Captain America and almost Hawkeye. Um, so, wow. Let's see what he does. Get you a cuss. We can see him cuss. Maybe see him naked. You never know. You know, little things, little things to be excited about. Uh, so let's see, um, but Hulu um, has their own superhero stuff coming out and well, Marvel, let me rephrase it because Hellstrom is not really superhero-ish, but um, Hellstrom dropped their trailer in the first 10 minutes of the episode. Um, if you're not familiar with Hellstrom, it's, uh, let's just say it's Marvel's almost version of, um, what do you want to call it? uh Constantine mm -hmm. kind of like that um and this is going to be very interesting because they're going to focus on Damon and his sister which in real terms she's her name is Santana but she's called Anna um so they're going to kind of follow with this but it looks really good I don't know if you saw the trailer or not but it looks pretty good I haven't seen, I haven't the, trailer seen the trailer yet so we'll see yeah, it looks pretty good. It's going to be a little fun. It's a diverse cast. So um, if you haven't seen the first 10 minutes, um, we actually have um, the, the Hellstrom site has been posting updates and things recently, and we get tweets from them. So you can kind of check on with that. They were, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free. Uh, it should be really good. Um, I'm not going to spoil those 10 minutes, but go ahead and look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, what else is going on? Oh, so this has been happening lately and I was gonna see if we could talk about this briefly, but um, the studios, studios are really struggling about releasing these movies. They released Tenet in the theaters, they have released some other stuff and it hasn't been doing as well. Um, but again, we're in a pandemic, so what to expect. But I, right. at this point, should I just go ahead and just move this already online. And the funny thing is, it's always been talk about having a home theater anyway. So why not go ahead and start it? So is it just time to go ahead and just move these movies instead of moving them to 2021, 2022? It's just gonna push and, and what if something happens with the actors in between that time? Right, I mean, you, we, we did see that uh, Robert Patterson tested positive for COVID in uh, during the Batman. So they that stopped production on that. Uh, a lot of other movies have either halted production or are just now ramping back up. But I mean, until there's some kind of safe vaccine or treatment for it, it's gonna be like this. Yeah. Uh, I know, what was it? Uh, one theater, um, what was it, Regal or Cinemark? had closed all of their, uh, their theaters in the US. Mm -hmm. I forgot which one it was. It's just like, we, a lot of these industries can't survive now, yeah. especially since there's no damn um, stimulus package. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I think they should go ahead and if they want to save some money, they can 
release these movies, but not charge as much as they did with Mulan, but, you know, charge a good amount where we can possibly watch it over and over and over. Um, or if you said it, if we paid, I guess you do when you, you can watch it as many times you want if you pay $30. But I think if you're going to charge that amount, we, you should get, we should get more. Like We should get like behind the scenes and um, when the theater's open, we get the ticket to go see the sequel or something like that. If you're going to do all that, put some incentives to it. But I really think it's time that they just really consider putting these movies out uh, online. And that would be right. fine. Or if you did it, you know, like we, we have drive-thrus here. We can do the drive-thrus. Just really think about this because keep pushing it back. It's going to be an overflooded movie season of just like, okay. Or are you going to put movies out at, at, in 2022 with that whole slew of movies that you moved from this year? So. Right. It's like the whole schedule, once everything, you know, shifts to some kind of normalcy the whole schedule of theaters is going to be full and there's not going to be any room for any kind of money to be made if every other day a new movie is coming out you're just going to uh oversaturate your own market yeah to the point we don't even want to be bothered right so you know just I, i you know just I hope they think this really through, but I think it's time they might want to consider, you know, moving forward with that. Um, right. with that I. Oh, and let's see. Not on this table today. This just kind of came up. This new team. So Cleopatra, the movie that has always been rumored to be remade or brought back or whatever, is coming. Whatever the fuck. Uh, it is coming with Patty Jenkins directing and Donald Doe playing uh, Cleopatra. So we're bringing that whole Wonder Woman magic to this film. Now, this kind of sparked up a lot of conversations because, you know, about Cleopatra's heritage. Come to find out, Cleopatra is Greek. <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> I'm the, I've never seen the original Cleopatra. Uh, like the I one think, with Elizabeth Taylor? Yeah. I heard it's a gay spectacle almost. But. I mean, of course it's a gay spectacle. It's a long ass spectacle. I remember like my mom had it and you know, it was so damn long. They had like two different uh, uh, videotapes in it. Oh. I am not... I mean, we could talk about what ethnicity Cleopatra is or whatever. I just think there are other, there are other stories to tell that don't involve, I don't want to say white face, but it doesn't involve white folks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what about, Nefert- what about Nefertiti? Yeah. Or what about uh, Hephaestus? Or I've, I've, how do you pronounce her name? Anyway, y'all yeah. know who the fuck I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about other uh, pharaohs? You know, there's yeah. there are other 
stories to tell and they don't have to be white centered. They don't. And, I'm, and that's, I'm glad you said it like that because there's so much over there. Like, I love the fact that we're about to get um, the African Amazon women. We're about to get a movie about that. And if you saw that picture of Viola practicing mm-hmm. uh, or training for, I'm like, this is, yes, there are so many other stories to tell. Um, and mm, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, this is, this can crash and burn. This whole thing can crash and burn. I feel I like it's going to be like that Dodson. Oh God, what was that one? You know Troy. that, not Troy, but uh, what was it? Gods and Monsters or Gods of Egypt or Prince of Egypt? Not oh Prince of Egypt, God. but uh, you know that one that everybody was like white, white, and it was like uh, it, it was just a mess. And we came and went like it literally. They lost so much money because of that movie, but yes, yes. That's what they do. That's what they deserve. Yeah, and you know, it's. I don't. I don't. I don't know if anybody was asking for a Cleopatra movie, but there's so many other stories over there. They could have done so many things about the the women thieves um, of Egypt. There's so many things, so many stories, and so many things they couldn't really get into. But you know, uh-huh. you know, they they see money. They see classic Hollywood. So we'll see how that goes. But, you know, Gaul is excited. You know, I don't want to steal anybody's joy away, but I, I do hope they think this through a little bit um, and see what happens. But not not looking forward to seeing anything about Cleopatra. But the but the yeah. remark about her heritage was interesting. I, I, I was I did not know that she has a Greek background, mostly Greeks. She basically she was just high yellow, basically, and they just <laughs> The way they put it is like, oh yeah, you know, she was fair skinned. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, now we know, but we can still do something else. <laughs> right. So that that was pretty much what's been going on. You know, we, you know, this past couple of weeks, um, besides the crazy ass debates, Trump at the brink of death. <laughs> Everybody over there at that rose garden catching it. Like, uh, really, Giuliani looking like death. Like they just showed a picture from yesterday. I'm like, Rudy got it, because he just looks horrible each every other day. Which right. Been in the hospital for a, almost a, a week, a month, whatever you want to. Chris Christie just got out. <laughs> it's like this is his, a, his rotund having ass. This is just too much. I'm like this. This is too much. This is too much. And then why is, so Chris Christie is a, a political analyst on ABC. Mm-hmm. Rick Santorum, I, I don't know why anybody wants to hear what this piece of shit has to say, is a contributor or on CNN. I'm like, why do we need to hear from these people? Yeah, we don't. Like, I, I'm so... I'm so tired of the media, like, because the media has had a a definite play and a part in this, um, I don't know, this normalcy of this craziness that is Trumpism. And it's not as if Trumpism is some kind of random thing that all of a sudden popped up when he got uh, in office. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen this sort of 
go in some kind of morphous state throughout the 90s and throughout the 2000s. Um, I mean, like, hell, you saw this in Waco, you saw this in Ruby Road, um, those kind of beginnings of this modern day take on, and let's call it like it is, white terrorism. And then after Obama got elected, you saw this uprising in the Tea Party movement. And the Trumpism is just the evolution of the Tea Party movement. Yeah. No matter if you want to believe it or not, I mean, it's just a twisted, bizarro ass version of it. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But it we're, gonna, we're gonna get through it. We're gonna survive it. <laughs> we'll be sixty years older, but we'll Right. Get through it. Everybody will need a facelift and uh collagen and <laughs> Botox. And prayer. But we'll get through it. So we're gonna let's let's take a moment. We're gonna switch over to something more positive in our king size issue. We haven't had that in a while, so yes. <laughs> Tune for that. All right, we're back. King size issue, and we're talking about our favorite thing, Jim and the holograms. Why, you may ask? It is the 35th anniversary. She turns 35 this month. Technically this past week, because this past week, the show, I think it was what, Monday, Tuesday, the show debuted. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have it. So what we're going to do, we're going to also put, we're going to post back up our interview with Christy Marks, because Christy Marks is the creator of Jam. Um, she tells us all about the fact that it wasn't even Jam, it was called M at first. Um, yeah. And it was so many gems that she dropped in that conversation. But it is the 35th anniversary of Gem and Holograms, one of the greatest cartoons, concepts ever created. So where do we start? So we're going to kind of talk. We're going to go through our top five episodes, songs, and outfits, and our favorite characters. So let's start with. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the let's talk about the songs because the song let's we'll do that one first because the songs that that's hard to pick five, but um, you want to start? You want me to start? For all, are we talking five, five overall, or are we talking five per group? No, five. Let's do five. Oh, per period. Group. Because they'll be well, hard. I mean, hold on. Well, Stingers only had like maybe 15 songs as it is. Yeah. So we can do. We can do our top five ever. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's do our top five. Um, oh, fuck. Um, let's see. And this is minor art, like in no particular order because I couldn't. I would have to say my favorite. Five are uh, Shangri-La, Destiny, um, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, I am a giant. Mm -hmm. 
set your sails and music is magic and I know I'm going to change that like in the next five minutes that this is hard yeah I had a list and then I flipped back and forth so I'm gonna say what I can and I may have to change it I got my eye on you we can make a difference that takes a whole uh live aid <laughs> song <laughs> Uh, I, I no, I won't. I'll take that one back. Um, there's nobody better. Um, universal appeal, and um, now. Um, okay. Now is because it was it was just a, it was a turning point for the mm-hmm. series. It was a. Because they just, you know, the stingers coming in, it just kind of changed up a lot of things. We saw Jim really conflicted with more about who she was, but also who she cared about. Um, and then we saw Pizzazz in a way we never saw Pizzazz, got caught up in Riot. That was really good, yeah. I, oh, and they did that song, um, Love Sick. Yeah. That was, I can hear a lot of the Misfits songs played on the radio then. The Misfits and the Singer songs played on the radio today rather than Jim songs. I mean, if they went that route. I could see Jim songs being done, but it, ha- it has to be done by like a Katy Perry type person. Somebody who hasn't, they have to be like the young ones, like the ones who haven't, you know, try to infuse hip hop or whatever. In the right. Movie. Like, I guess... Not JoJo, but the the, the the kids JoJo is two JoJos. So oh yeah yeah yeah, I know who you talking about. It has to be that ponytail girl, but Not yeah, <laughs> because it's like I'm trying to think what music today sounds like a Debbie Gibson. Like they, I don't know if they even exist. No. Um. So yeah, because you know back then, there was Debbie Gibson, there was Tiffany, there were some other girls, there were the um. Expose, there was the cover girls, there was all these other people that they kind of emulated or sound like. And I don't know if we, like the bangles, like they will be almost like the bangles and the go go's, but we don't have right. anything like that. Or if they, we do, it's at the extreme of those. So, you know, those mm-hmm. songs, I really love those songs. So I think about um, We Can Make a Difference with So, the little video they made for it was so dramatic. And I was it like, was. I was like, okay. Was, they they had like, the wind start blowing yeah. and Jim got all uh super serious. I was like, okay, girl, you are doing too much for me. The nice close up of her face when she had that long nose. Uh-huh. I was like, you know, that, and I was like, I still feel that song when I see it. Uh-huh. Like, we can make a difference. I'll have to play it on election day. Cause you know, it it's <laughs> it it is they did their inspiring. Work. It was inspiring. It was. Um, I got my eye on you was fun because it was the beat was catchy for the situation that was going on between Jam, Jerrica, and Rio. Um, I've just always liked that song. Um, and there's so many others because I like, oh man, there's so many more because I do like Broadway Magic. I don't know why I like that one so much. I do like the <laughs> when that comes on. That's kind of cute too. Um, mm-hmm. Time is 
take the time is not that good, but it's cute. It'll hit you. It, it hits differently at certain times if you hear it. Um, I don't know. I think um, I don't know. Deception always. I didn't like deception when I was a kid, mm-hmm. but like hearing it now and having experience in adult relationships really different like that whole line what she says um the lyric is like i never meant to lie to you i swear it i never meant to play those games i'm like oh okay now i know my grown ass knows what she's talking about now (laughs) or um there's this always on shangri-la um I don't know, because Shangri-La makes me cry and makes me very emotional, not be, not like whatever was happening in the cart, the, the episode. Um, but uh, it reminds me of something that you're trying to, and I get, I think this is what the songwriters were trying to get to. Like, it reminds me of something that you're trying to find that nobody is telling you is real mm-hmm. and that you know that it's real to you you know, whatever goal that you might want to have or trying to get to, and everybody's saying, oh, it's not real, you can't do it, yada, yada, yada. Um, And there's that line, um, oh gosh, hold on, bear with me, y'all, because I have to go through the song. Um, Won't give up hoping, nothing can stop me, Shangri-La, I'll find you someday, and how they're doing the harmonies in that too. Mm -hmm it just hits different. Like, it just hits so different. And then, I mean, we didn't, uh, I didn't list it in mind, but um, Starlight, where uh, Jackie Benton oh. is singing that song. Oh, that episode will make me cry every single time I see it. Um, and it really hits different now since my partner had lost his mom. Mm-hmm. And it's just, oh, yeah, I, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. Yeah, I, I go back and forth with that song. I mean, I love the song, and I love the storytelling overall because I love that they waited to the third season to put that one out mm-hmm. uh, instead of because they could have threw that in the very beginning if they really wanted to, but that song, it just it kind of set it set the tone of what everything was about their whole image everything which is why i was so heated at the gym and holograms movie because they just ignored her mother in general and i was like i'll never forget when we we saw that movie at usc and the fans you could have they were ready to throw hands because it was like how could you make a movie and ignore that one woman she was like how could you ignore jackie benton she said that was such you felt the <laughs> anger. She's like, she's gonna get y'all. She don't be in the corner, don't be in the dark corner because she's gonna or dark alley, because she's gonna get y'all. But when she mm-hmm. said that, I I I was I, I remember I chimed in like I just I halfway clapped and like uh right. nodded. So I was like, how could y'all do this with and put it all on her dad? Like her dad loved music. I was like, um, it was her mom. He did everything because she liked it. Um, he bought, you know, he did everything for Jackie. And I was like, y'all forgot Jackie. But he was inspired by Jackie. Yeah. I mean, hell, Synergy was a liking to Jackie and he didn't want to make it 
a whole replica because he said in the episode it hurt too much to see he couldn't do it because it would be like he was staring at his wife and that would be too much for him and like I've yet to see that movie I refuse to see that movie and I still want uh them to answer for why they made that abomination because like to like to take this name of Jim and what it was to what you all have now. It was just like, it was, it was like a bastardized version of it and it just didn't make sense. Yeah. And it was just so offensive to the whole issue of Jim, the whole thing that what made it so fun to watch and you just you just took little pieces of it and then threw in you know it, it was like tuna helper it, it was but i think what was lovely about the entire experience was the fact that they found out that the fans were still that strong the fans were like if you don't give us you didn't give us what we wanted to see and it's not easy to please fans we know that but right. the fact that you just what they did it was horrible like i remember sitting there i was like i'm sitting here i have not watched it ever since that day i have not seen it again they had potential and they could have just you know molly could have played the mom like something could have happened where y'all really really used the mom really used synergy um the only claim to fame i have with this whole movie as i said before i was in the final scene and my friend created synergy. AJ created synergy, and I remember he showed it to us. We couldn't we couldn't say anything, but I remember I looked at it and I was like, "You could probably find it on Twitter history when I said something about it." But um, I was like, "I can't say much," but all right, you know, I just left it at that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but you know, that movie. But yeah, there's so many great songs with this show, and to go back. I think, I, I, you know, Netflix, I mean, it's, it was on Netflix for a while, but I think they need to bring it back yeah. um, just so people can kind of get back into it. But yeah, those are our songs that we, we love. And there's so much more. I mean, to do five is tough. I don't know why I was fooling myself, but. Uh, right. I mean, we can go through literally all of the songs, uh, which ones hit, which ones didn't. To me, all of the. <laughs> most of the stinger songs hit and like um if you didn't know uh vicky sue robinson she was famous for turn the beat around that gloria stefan did in the 90s again she did both the same voices of rapture and minx so for her to do both of those uh harmonies too and then add a uh, riot like they was they was bomb and like i could definitely see a group like that um yeah. Yeah. now because and even they, oh go ahead no i was gonna say what they gave us because there was a little mix of like robbie neville um the way he would do his songs like say la vie and had like the little background people <sighs> and stuff. right right and then um, oh, Human League, it was kind of like, they were like Human League almost to a degree, how they would do their songs. Mm -hmm. uh, so, because Human League at that point was a man and two women. Um, 
and they had that kind of it was kind of a it was that new sound at the time it was that new kind of you know synth you know a little bit a little bit not urban, but just kind of more mixed with a little bit of R and B sound to what mm-hmm. they were doing. And their songs did. I could see um, if Jim was premiered like in the late eighties, mm-hmm. closer to like the mid nineties, well, the early nineties and whatnot. I could definitely see a a heavier influence as far as New Jack Swing, mm-hmm. especially with. Uh, the stingers because they were kind of on that precipice of going full fledged into that kind of sound. Yeah, the look would change. <laughs> yeah, the look would definitely change. Yeah, because because Riot was looking like he was a member of the of the Revolution of Prince's group, which is funny because right. I always felt like he would have been on Prince's label. It almost like they would have been because if there was a group called the Family. Uh, and if y'all go look at listen to some of the yep. songs, there's a song called Screams of Passion. That sounds like a song they would have done. So if you listen to Screams of Passion by the family, it sounds like a song that the Stingers would have done. They even looked and dressed almost like that. So I would say go back and look at that. And even at one point during the Sign of the Times look, Minx and uh, uh, Rapture looked like um, Sheila E. and Kat from that era of Princess music. So I would say, go look at that, kind of see. And that era was you got the look and all that stuff. You want to go back and look at those days, but that they kind of had that look, those big hats and mm-hmm. that 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 had that asymmetric look and everything that was kind of big with Prince. So I wonder what you know when they were designing the singers what was those influences and everything else we might have to look that up and just do random posts about that but yeah 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 i've always and um going back to well we didn't even talk about the starlight girls uh bonnie's a singing voice was actually a guy yeah Uh, he was a comes out well, now he's known as uh, Sir Ari Gold, and you know he's part of the family. Um, and he's he's had uh, a few good uh, songs out. Um, not anything like that's oh my god, so good. And um, the singing voice of Riot uh, Gordon uh, Grody later worked for a vocal coach for Lady Gaga. Oh, I so, didn't know that. Oh yeah, he has uh, Gordon has had a really prolific musical career. Okay. So, yeah. we're, we're about to post some facts because I didn't even know that. But to know, but it, <laughs> it makes sense though. Of course, he'll be the vocal coach for Lady Gaga. I mean, she looked like she's yeah. been a hybrid of all of them in a lot of different ways. She is a hybrid. Yeah, in a way, yeah. I'll admit, yeah, that's, that's an accurate statement. Because she can sing songs like Jim, but she's she would have been a misfit. I think she would have been the misfit who would end up taking over or giving, you know, pizzazz or running for her money. I think she would have been um, a minx. Mm. Especially with that long hair and that, that hat. <laughs> I, lo- I loved minx's look. I was obsessed with that hat and that look. And I was obsessed with um, minx's look. Cause I was like, they are, this hair, this, I was like, I'm glad they added these women in it and all that great stuff. 
let's let's talk about the episodes because that can be right on that um uh i'm gonna let you go first all right um out of the past of course um glitter and gold um the final episode of Starbright. Okay. Um, the first episode of Starbright. This is going to be tough. <laughs> Already at four. Um, and the finale. Because oh, it was a nice closing. I've never seen a closing of a cartoon. The only one I've ever seen that closed really well was Dungeons and Dragons because they went. They actually got to go home. But this mm-hmm. one, I this was the second time I saw like a, a closing of a series where it's like this is how it ends and I remember as a kid seeing that I was like I'm not ready for this to end like I remember it hit me like it's over because you know when you're younger you you just assume it's gonna be back next year it's right be back new season but I was like that's it that's mm-hmm. it and I remember picking TV guide or somewhere it was like the final episode I was like the was like this is it Bonnie is gone it's a truce. <laughs> oh my gosh. When Bonnie, you'll always be my head now. Like, oh my gosh. It was just so sad. But, you know, so was life. Yeah. I think um, my top five episodes. Island of Deception. Because hmm. they, going back to that song, Set Your Sails. I hated that song when I was little. <laughs> now, I love that song. Like that whole line, um, uh, Nothing But Land Has Been Sighted. Our lips and our hearts will be the. Uh, nothing But Land Has Been Sighted. Our lips and our hearts will be united. Yeah. Um, what else? I like Glitter and Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put this as one episode uh, because it's a two-parter. Um, the Stingers hit town. Yeah. Because they shook shit up. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, the uh, the episode where... Um, Oh, what was that? The fan, I think it was the called, oh. where um pre-bodyguard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> where uh who was it? Somebody was uh trying to figure out who Jim was. And that was so scary to me as a child. Like, oh my god, they can they can never find out her secret. Um, um and then my final one was uh uh, rocking through time where they um, were sent through all of these different periods. I thought that was um, thought that was fun. Um, especially at the end where they were at Woodstock and they had synergy uh, up on the um, at some kind of light show and then the it dropped as if synergy was going to uh, be damaged. And I was like, oh my God, synergy's about to uh, get uh, 
crush that. Yeah, you know me and my dramatic ass. I was like, oh my god, there goes there goes synergy. Synergy is about to be no more. What are they going to do? Yada yada yada. I'm like, and then they got uh, transported back to the uh, the uh, present time. But those are my uh, my top five. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I gotta go back and just take a good look at some of these all over again, just because of that. Because that's again, there's just so many fun episodes, and they just did so much. Yeah. So much. All right, let's get into the fashion because people people may not understand how much the fashion played such a big part. I because of the fashion of that show, I wanted to be a designer. Like I mean, I used to design so many things based sometimes in threes because of the fact of the misfits. I was thinking, oh, let's do them in threes. You know, somebody has to be a little, you know, a little daring. Somebody has to be demure, and somebody has to be darling like it has to be a mix of all those um, right and that's the, i used to call them the 3ds like it has to be that but what were your favorite outfits throughout the show um on that episode the midsummer's night um one where they went to greece how they had like uh all of those ancient Greek uh, outfits. That was one of my favorite ones. Uh, Aja had a, um, a white and red, um, I guess, suit. And she had a little red beret with it too. Oh yeah, I remember that. And one of my absolute favorites was uh, Rhea had this, uh, I guess it was like a teal, long sleeve shirt, but it had, uh, it was cut off. Mm-hmm. Well, she had open shoulders. Yeah. Um, and I always thought that was, I always thought that was uh, really cool how it looked. Um, I know it just, it just looked cool to me. Yeah, I remember that one from, is, did she have a hat with that one too? Cause that I don't was- think she had a hat. I remember it was. I remember that outfit was in the one where the brands broke up. Well, not the bands broke up, but the one where Riot and Jam just disappeared. I know <laughs> and, what you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and so I remember that. Oh wow. Um, my favorite outfits was. I would say the glitter and gold outfits were my favorite. Um, there is a the dress that Roxy wears and. Universal Appeal is the one with the split down the side. I've always loved that. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. In the middle, it was in the middle, I think. But I always loved it because I was like, how because it was hard to draw. <laughs> they made it look like. <laughs> now I remember I used to put a towel on, in that form. This like, how would this work in real life? Like, how would I? How would you go about? It? Apparently, it was done. I mean, it was used a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, loved. Rapture's Houdini outfit because it was just over the top. And I really loved, let's see, Pizzazz had one, oh, it was one of her outfits. Like now it just slipped my head. It's that she wore, it was like a long jacket, short black dress, and she had that one stocking, but it just always kind of hit in a way that will be cute to wear. 
I can't remember. You saw it in the, when they went to um, when they went to Italy. Yeah. And when, yeah, it was like a a yellow yellow jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the big hoop earrings because she always mm-hmm. wore a lot of all these big old earrings. Um, and the, it's this brown, this brown and pink outfit dress that with a fur bottom that Jam will always wear. They had like a little wrap and it was like a brown dress, but it had like this nice little fur bottom to it. And I'm cheating here, I'm gonna add another one. There was that one dress she wears in the video. There's a melody playing that has like the feather bottoms. Um, okay, I know what you talked about, yeah. But I was like, that's a cute dress too. So whoever was doing the designs for Jim, they was really giving you some fashion. Like they just took it to levels. That was like, I wasn't even ready for when I was watching it back then. <laughs> there was one, um, I think it was a, a coat, um, but how it how it framed Jim, it looked like a whole dress. Uh, it was in the second video of Like a Dream, hmm. uh, where um, where Dance was dancing. It, Jim was silhouetted, but because you couldn't tell if it was a coat or a dress, but then I think it turned out to be a coat. And I was like, that's really, it was really cool how it framed her and then it kind of, it, it looked like it just swooped off to the side at the end or at the bottom of it. Um, you know, and my little gay heart just loved it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that cartoon just did so much for us in ways I don't think that it, they even realized it, how much influence and style and look it was. And the Misfits were always fun to watch in clothing because they were just put on some stuff. Like, it's funny people talk about Lady Gaga. I'm like, if y'all, I said, if you come from my generation or the generation before, this ain't new. What, what y'all see Gaga doing, we saw that Pizzazz is doing. <laughs> like, they were already doing this. Kimber was doing when she was trying to rebel. Um, I, I would say Kimber's outfit, her rebellion outfit was the most. <laughs> the eye makeup, that bandana, the folks are doing that right now. So, I don't know. It's just kind of funny to kind of look back at all that stuff. Let's see, see how everything is, everything old is new again. Yes. I really think Netflix should really, really think about bringing that cartoon back. It can be done. Um, the comic was re- done really well. So I think they can redo this. Um, in the comic, you know, they had Kimber and Stormer are dating. There's a trans member of, I, I think her name is uh, something with fire, but she's a misfit. Um, they actually they actually do Clash, right? I think Clash is a member too. Oh, finally. Because I it was that one episode <laughs> that, you know, it was kind of sad because it ended with, you know, Clash by herself because she really wanted to be the fifth misfit, even though she didn't play nobody. Uh, I know which one you are, uh, the one where they, uh, she was going after video. Yeah. And at the end, she's like, I still know what it takes to be a misfit. And they're laughing at her and driving down the street. And she's like, please. And then that was the end of it. I was like, poor Clash. But I always feel like Clash is going to get the last revenge. Because, you know, there was a movie concept for, Christy had a movie concept that was going to introduce some new people and all that mm-hmm. stuff. 
and I always felt like that might have been a time for Clash. But let's talk about our characters now. So who were your favorite characters, the ones that you just could not, you just had to see them, which is hard. Uh, you liked them all. But. Right. Um, I enjoyed Aja. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the reason I enjoyed Aja, okay, so I think I might have said this on an earlier episode is when when me and my sisters were growing up, I had a a doll. Her name was um for some reason I gave her the name Kira Yoshida. And Kira was the CEO of like this huge company. Um and she had a sister, her name was Latanya. Latanya was like the the black sheep of the family and she was such like the whore and yada yada yada. And their mom um, wanted best for their da- her daughters and all of this. So it was just like me kind of seeing this, oh, I have an a Asian character here that is strong. And I see Aja and she's obviously strong. Um, so I guess that's the link that I made between those two. Another, I guess, favorite character was... Um, it's a, a toss-up between Jetta and Rapture because they were some conniving-ass heifers. <laughs> uh, I would say Jetta more than Rapture. Um, I don't know, something about them, that, that whole, I don't know, persona I liked. I, that was all for me. I, 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 I Jetta was. I just like that big old, that big hair. It was just, oh, it, that hair was just like it was just overly dramatic. But at the same time, if being a gay kid, I was like that was that's what I would. I loved it. I loved all that big hair. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> of course, I enjoyed Jam and Jerica. Um, I did. I like I, I um, Raya. Raya was. Great because Greya was a mix of all four of the girls. Um, uh-huh. I love that. I loved Minx, Pizzazz, and I was interested in Tech Rat. I thought he was. They didn't. I didn't think they used Tech Rat as, as. I mean, as well they they did use him as well as they could, but Tech Rat was really could have just flipped everything on the script if he really wanted. They could have made Tech Rat really dangerous. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think he's non-binary in the comic, but I just loved that character. I thought that was fun to do. Rio, looking back at Rio, Rio had a lot of anger issues. Right. Rio was low-key, um, one of those lifetime movie characters. Like, he would just get mad for no damn reason. Um, started kicking. I remember that episode on uh, on Glitter and Gold where, uh, I think it was Glitter and Gold. Yeah. Where, um, yeah, he kicked the plan. I was like, nigga, if you don't pick my fucking plan up and get the fuck about my house. And he's like, uh, when uh, Kimber had made that date with this uh, two guys, and then he got up in her business. I'm like, Rio. But meanwhile, Houston up here crushing on two women. Allegedly two. 
Yeah. So for doing all this stuff, like it, it's Rio was just he had a lot going on. That's why I'm like, we should have an episode over his childhood, like what was happening in his life. And right. Because he just came up, he was always mad, ready to fight. If you watch the first five, the first five episodes of Jim was violent and to some degree, because everybody was getting slapped. Um and houses burned down. Houses <laughs> But they don't talk about this, but it, there was that scene and something I think they erased it in some of the DVDs. There was that scene where um, Eric slaps Jessica, uh, Jerrica. Oh yeah, because that had, that was edited out. I remember, because um, way back, like after Jim had ended, there was some kind of, uh, some videos and they put like those first five episodes into like a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end, um, you know, Jerrica finally gets uh, Starlight Music, um, and then that's the end. But in the actual ending, her and, uh, what's his name, R- uh, Rio, are going up to the the office, and Eric is still trying to get stuff out, and synergy, and then when he's leaving, slaps her, and then Riot, I mean, Rio punches Eric. It was just too much. <laughs> it was just too much. I'm like, looking back, I'm like, why did he even slap? Like, what was the point of him even slapping? Like, like slapped her for no damn reason. Or at that time when um, Pizzazz slapped um, Lindsay. And I was like, why did she slap? And nobody got arrested. I'm like, that, that's how you get. Right. Charges. And that's the same. Um, and like five seconds later, uh, Possess pushes um, Rio, and then all of a sudden, all this uh, equipment comes down. I'm like, okay, first of all, that is some health code violations if I haven't <laughs> seen them. And then, like, you don't have like the proper safety equipment to harness all of your shit together and just falls down all haphazardly and starts all these fires and whatnot. And then going back to fires, zipper. Uh, creates this fire and I'm like what what do they have their house coated in like lacquer or something that makes it burn up that damn fast like I just old house I mean like that that motherfucker went up like everybody it was on the towering inferno there was so much possible deaths nobody got arrested nobody got any charges pressed Misfits music should have been shut down Mm mm-hmm Cause they were broke at one point, and then Eric Raymond. I don't know how to, in this day and age, Eric Raymond would have been shunned, if not in San Quentin, or just already in prison somewhere. Shit. My goodness, I was like, they did the most. Looking back at that, but we know uh, we we love that cartoon so much, and, and it was it's a lot of those. Um storylines i mean of course you have the overall storyline as far as riot being in love with jim and jerica but does didn't know that jim and jerica are the same person um i mean you remember that one storyline with a she was only in it for an episode but she had a drug problem one of the starlight girls uh you had never seen that on a cartoon like that before and now you have them talking about that. You have them talking about death. You have them talking about real, like, love triangles. 
runaways. But they made it in a sense that it was accessible to kids, but adults could watch it too. Yeah. The one where we introduced, we got introduced to dance with the runaways and the covenant house. Well, the, the, what they called it. It was covenant house, but the way they called it, it was something else. Yeah. Haven house. Um, yeah, yeah, Haven house, yeah. I was like, there was just some some deep stuff going through. Like they were really making sure that we knew what was going on. And, and interesting enough, it wasn't that much different than like Facts of Life or Different Strokes because they had some heavy things in those too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just the fact that we were seeing the drugs, the triangles, the insecurities, the fact that um, Roxy couldn't read. Uh, yeah, exactly. And that she couldn't read. She was a tough girl from the streets. <laughs> uh, oh, illiterate half of. Yeah, couldn't read, poor thing. Um, learning about Stormer and her brother and, and he was violent too. You know, <laughs> it's like all the men were almost like <laughs> you know right. violent, ready. Yeah, to be in a lifetime movie like they end up killing somebody. And Riot's father. Um yeah. That whole storyline made me think that there was I know we just uh, I asked uh, Christy Marks about this as far as duality because ain't no way like a a parent would be this upset with their kid trying to learn how to play a fucking guitar if there wasn't some kind of underlying thing to it so if Jim was to come back an updated version of it I would see Riot as being on the spectrum of his sexuality like at least by Mm-hmm. if not pan or some other sort. I can see that. I think they, 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 they did that in the comic book. They made him, I forgot what they made him, but it was very clear that he was not straight because um, they made him kind of glam-ish. Um, and it made sense. I have to go back and look at the comic again. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's interesting to see what that cartoon was doing and how, like, if you get, if you put it to what's happening now, it just makes so much sense to why it will be interesting again, why it makes sense. Um, I don't know. It was, it's just such a great cartoon. And if y'all have never seen this, you can go on YouTube. I think you can find it on other places. I think it's, somebody said it was on Hulu, but I don't know if that's true. Um, I didn't but, see it. I didn't see it either, but... If you never seen it, you should see it. And I, and I remember when I, I posted um, just the intro to the cartoon, people were, there were some people saying, I've never seen, I've only seen this. I've never seen, you know, one episode. I'm like, y'all better get on it, you know? But it's, it's neat to see that there's so many people who are still fans of, of Jim. And that's why I'm thinking if She-Ra could have a redo, mm-hmm. look at this. Yep. And I want to be on the writing team. So if, that, if it happens, give me a shot. We will love it. But yeah, Jim. Wow. It's And now that as they celebrate the 35th anniversary, um, certain dolls are back on sale. And I mentioned that the last episode. Um, my Jam, my Jam, Rio, and Riot doll is, I think, they, I think we, we already pre ordered it. Um, it's coming, I think, December. $450. Oh, $300 or $100? $400. $400? Because you're getting three dolls, but yeah. Oh, god. 
damn. That's what I said. I was like, wait a minute, let me be let me be ready for this one. <laughs> I was like, that's coming up soon. Shit. And who knows what's gonna happen after the election? Hell, we may might have to be paying with with, with scraps or whatever that right. pensions, whatever those whatever that they were using back then. Squalls. You better pay in uh Frankison and Murph. <laughs> <Myrrh. laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but yeah, my stupid tail ordered that one. And then I mentioned my doll dealer has the other one that's $350. Um, it's the, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I said, I, I can't. But as, but if he still has it a few months from now, yeah, I'll jump in it. Cause I gotta, you know, holidays coming up. You gotta get gifts. Shit. Maybe travel, maybe. Christmas is canceled. <laughs> Shit. Oh Lord. So do we have anything else before we get up out of here? Um, I don't think so. Like always, you can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter at Megashine One. I'm at Nikki I'm at I am Nikki P09. Victor's at Wonderman5. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Mechasheen. Uh, go to our website, potoftheshine.com. Uh, let's see. I don't. Th- I think that's about it. Yes. Um, but, you know, stay tuned. We're going to be back talking about Lovecraft Country because it's about to come down to an end. So we'll be talking about that with, you know, hope we get to see more Topsy and Bopsy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, I don't want to see them anymore. <laughs> I love them. All right. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.